You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. Well, it's sort of game day again for the Redskins, right? I mean, close enough. It's still a preseason. It's still only the second game. We still have no idea who the Redskins are actually going to play in this game against the Jets today. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash Redskins. Yeah, and that's the same thing that we're going to probably get throughout. And, well, the third preseason game we can anticipate. Most of the starters playing at least a half, maybe a little bit longer, but this is still number two. This is still the Jets. And according to Jay Gruden, defensively, they're going to try and get some of these guys out there a little bit. Uh, but he says, we'll see offensively. We'll wait and see who's available to us due to injury, and we'll make that decision soon. I miss the old Jay Gruden when he was a lot more open. He doesn't give us the same information that he used to anymore it's good as a coach it's good strategically for football you know but for us and things we want to talk about it doesn't really give us the same thing Matt Ioannidis suffered a knee and ankle injuries against the Patriots so he's probably going to sit this one out tonight uh, against the Jets as well all four starting linebackers for them though are healthy so they could play and you look, if you look at the history, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, 14 snaps, Preston Smith, 18, played a few series in the second preseason game against the Packers last year. Zach Brown, Mason Foster were around 20 snaps. That's probably what we're going to expect, at least from defensive guys so far uh, in this second preseason game. It's just going to be a few snaps, get out there, get warm, and that's about as far as it goes. And that's really all that it needs to be. The players that already made the roster, you can't really expect them to go out and get a significant amount of time. Uh, but really, you are going to need to put yourself in a position, if you're the Redskins, to get some of these young corners out there more. I mean, Quentin Dunbar now expected to step in and be a starter, especially now with Orlando Skandrick just getting released. I mean, the team pays the guy a million dollars and then he doesn't even stick around. Reports are that he was unhappy here. Can we just stop before the Redskins bring in former Cowboys? Like, can we just move on from this? It started with Deion Sanders. It hasn't been good ever since. Let's just move on. No more former Cowboys with the Redskins. I don't, I don't care who it is. Like, I don't care if Ezekiel Elliott's suddenly available. No former Cowboys with the Redskins please. So, uh, look, Jay Gruden has shown that he's had a lot more confidence watching these young corners in camp so far. We're going to hear from Josh Norman, who's going to be the leader of that uh, later in the podcast, and Quentin Dunbar as well, who now, look, Quentin Dunbar is a former receiver, and now he's become a starting corner for this team. They're expecting Fabian Moreau to be the slot corner that's going to step in where Qu- or Kendall Fuller was last year which is fine. He's kind of a similar role. I think we've talked about this before on this, or I've talked about it on the show on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, you look, you, you have a guy that was a first-round talent. Injuries helped him drop in the draft a little bit. That was Kendall Fuller. That was Fabian Moreau. Kendall Fuller is gone, but now Fabian Moreau is expected to step into that role, and he's looked good. But we've also got a guy that's undrafted in Danny Johnson. The coaching staff has looked at and said, wait a second, this guy has actually got some significant talent for us. He's somebody that could really contribute. And look, that's a good sign because when we started off training camp, when we got into this at the beginning, that was one of my biggest worries was the Redskins secondary, the cornerback position. Because after Josh Norman, you have a lot of unproven guys, and that's why Orlando Skandrick made sense for them to bring him in originally because you have a veteran presence there. You have somebody that's played the position, somebody that could step in at the slot corner for you, where Fabian Moreau would have a little more time to develop. But look, they've decided at this point that it wasn't the right move, that it wasn't going to work out, so why not cut ties now? He already visited Kansas City, which they're just stocking up on former Redskins. But listen, you definitely have to see this as a positive sign if you're a Redskins fan, or obviously the coaching staff, because they're the ones that are getting paid to figure this thing out. They're in a position now where they have all these young guys on the roster, have all these young guys in camp, have all these young guys in practice, and they say, 
We've got what we need. And look, in the end, if you're going to build a successful franchise, if you're going to build an organization that's going to win long-term, it's much better building your roster and layering the talent through younger players. You go through the draft. You go with undrafted free agents if you can, like Danny Johnson. Look, this is the thing. This isn't the NBA. Like Guys can go undrafted in the NFL and have successful careers. We've seen it happen time and time again. I mean, we hate to even use Tony Romo as an example, but Tony Romo is the first example that could pop in your head. I know he didn't win a Super Bowl, thankfully, but listen, he still had a really successful career for somebody that was undrafted. It happens all the time in football. So for Danny Johnson to be somebody that stepped up early in camp, it's not something that's necessarily going to be crazy that the guy could make the roster. And in fact, it even looks better now considering the fact that they get rid of Orlando Skandrick on top of it. So yeah, look, the Redskins, for all the frustrations and all the anger that we've had over the years with this team, they are going in the right direction. I think I've talked about this before on the radio, where if you look at the type of roster that they have now, they are doing the layering of talent. They're bringing in guys, now that they have starters in certain positions, but then they have younger players that are behind them that are supposed to be the next guy up, right? The old cliche, the next guy up, next guy up. And then even behind them, if you're looking at like third string, those are going to be players that you say, you're probably not going to get a lot of time for us if you even play at all, maybe a couple of snaps every once in a while in a game, but... The good thing is, is they can have time to develop those players. And they have players like that at the cornerback position now. Now, it doesn't mean there's not going to be some bumps and bruises this season, not going to be some bumps and bruises even in the preseason. But this is the time to get those guys that opportunity. I would expect to see a lot more of them even in this second preseason game tonight against the Jets just because of the fact that they need those reps. They need that opportunity. Because, look, Quentin Dunbar still just transitioning to corner. Guy's only been a cornerback a couple of years. He was a receiver, remember. In case you forgot that, the guy was a receiver. So this is a positive sign for the Redskins. That being said, they're still going to have to get some of these guys their reps. Like, I... You don't need to see Preston Smith get as much. You certainly don't need Zach Brown. You certainly don't need anybody else on that defense like a Josh Norman to go out there and play a ton of snaps in the second preseason game against the Jets. And it's disappointing, too, because we're not going to see Terrell Pryor out there at all because apparently he's got a long list of injuries that he made sure to bring up in practice and then get yelled at by his coach because he wanted to make sure everybody knew. No, he's not dodging the Redskins. He's not dodging them in this preseason game. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with the fact that he had an ankle injury. So you want to make sure that you know that, hey, I'm not playing because I was hurt. That's all that it is. It's a miracle that I'm even out here. That's what he said. So things are obviously going just fine for Terrell Pryor with the Jets again. Isn't it funny? This is just proof. This is who he was while he was here. It's the same dude. I don't know if you saw this too. So he had this little statement because this is what everybody does now. So we talked about it yesterday. He helped break the internet with his giant flinch that made everybody laugh. He put out a statement, uh, which was just weird. It really didn't make any sense. I don't know why he did this. Nobody asked for it on social media, basically saying that his goal is to compete, sharpen my football skills, make it clear to my teammates they can depend on me. It's crucial for me to be a positive role model for the kids who come to training camp to watch us. My behavior here and during the season is bigger than proving some sort of joint practices. But remember, this is the guy that said that if there were any cheap shots by the Redskins, oh, they'd be handled accordingly. Like, this is the guy that was talking the trash originally before practices even started, and then he realized, well, he was really outnumbered. He didn't have a lot of Jets teammates having his back, while the whole Redskins defense was going after him the entire time. 
I love it. I love the intensity the Redskins have had, and I love the fact that you see on this defense that they've got a lot of guys that seem to be close. DJ Swearinger really is the leader of that defense. He's the motor. He's the emotion that they need, but he's also got to play well out there on the field, so that's kind of an important thing, too. But look, I'm feeling a lot better about this defense. We'll get an idea, at least what some of these younger guys can do tonight against the Jets, but we won't get a real sense until the third preseason game, fourth preseason game, nobody plays. We still have some time to go before this. They're going the right direction, though. So, all right, we're going to hear from Josh Norman next and then Quentin Dunbar leading up to the game tonight against the Jets. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Redskins. Yeah, so look, it's no question Josh Norman is the unquestioned leader when it comes to this Redskins secondary, and it makes him even more important now because there's no Orlando Skandrick who got released. So Josh Norman continues to take the lead on this defense in that unit. There's a lot of young guys that he now has to take under his wing, help coach, help develop, not just the coaches. It's kind of the responsibility of him, too, because he is that guy getting the big old paycheck on that Redskins defense as the cornerback. That's the leader. That's the pro bowler. He would talk to the media, and of course, the first thing that popped up was the release of Orlando Skandrick. I was surprised. I mean, per usual, but then you look at it, there's no surprise in this league, you know, it's kind of, kind of what it is, you know. What's this, what's this say about the faith that the staff has in the younger guys on this roster? Well, I guess now I'm back being the veteran guy in the room. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I was second now, I'm first, overnight, so, um, I don't know, I think it's, they trust in those guys and they believe in them. Put a lot of faith in what their abilities are and what they can do um, at an early age, and see how that goes. Um, I think my faith is in them um, to compete every single day and come out here and work like they're supposed to. And building that work ethic is also going to have them building that experience because that's what it is in this league. Um, seeing it and then coming back if you miss a play, correcting that play and going and making another one. So. Yeah, just getting that experience from these guys building. They're working hard to, to become a great group, and I think we have a good, solid group. I'm um, just going to build on what we have. How did you find out the news about Skandrick? Well, I woke up. Um, I seen some news about something that I was upset about. I wasn't that. <laughs> and then I went down and I ate a little bit more, and then I got on the bus, and somebody hit me with something, and I got in the training room, and I was like, yeah, your boy's going. I'm like, huh. How quick that happened? <laughs> well, it wasn't something that I, you know, thought was going to happen. Like I said before, but then again, you can't be surprised what happened to Steve. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things. Who's impressed you out of this young cornerback's room? Who's impressed you the most? Who's impressed me the most? Um, wow, they all have. Danny, Danny Stroh. Um, the younger guys that I'm just talking about, Vadim, they really has been impressing me with what they was able to do. Lad Lanier, he's been doing a great job back there being a safety. Um, shoot. There's a lot of guys. This is coming up and making plays and doing things and flashing. You know, you see people across the screen, they flashing. It's just 
it's awesome, man. It's pretty awesome. What are you seeing from? He's grown a lot. He's been in this nickel role. Um, he's gotten more confident. You can see his his ability to go out there and strike guys and be in the right positions and make the plays they need to make um, on the football field. Um, now it's just going out here and being consistent with what he has and and continuing to grow. That's the thing, man. And we got faith in him and believe that he can hold that down. That's maybe one of the reasons why, you know, um, Sanders is probably not here. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a business. You got to look at it like that. And, Gotta move forward. You um, like the energy and some of those red zone drills out there today? Yeah, it was. It was energy that was needed um, to come back and, and um, fend off or, and protect your turf. You know, the red zone is our zone. Um, and nothing happens in the red zone unless we, you know, allow it to. And we can't give up anything cheap. So you have to be very much so locked down and locked in when you get into that red line because, you know, that's where you win games. What's Would the difference? What's the difficult part about Fabian moving inside? It's not really a difficult part. I think him is just understanding. I think being a nickel and a defense and in a position, you're always going to lose. It's like it's like that gray area. You got to find the area to where you you know you got to make the plays, and then when you do make those plays, you got to continue to keep having that consistency and having that ability and mindset. Like, okay, where's my next one? Where's my next one? And if you give up a play, okay, watch it out. I'm looking for that next play to come because that nickel position is really a, it's a tough position. But I feel like we got guys that, that can handle that. Fabian's one of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Why, did, why did Terrell bring out some intensity, extra, seemed to be extra intensity by the game? I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I'm chilling. <laughs> so they're drinking me a pina colada these last three days, <laughs> actually. So uh, <laughs> I really don't know. He just... He was here before. Obviously, I think everybody knows that he was here before, saw what he was doing, and then now we're going to another team. You know that rah rah is going to be there, and that competitive edge and that fire, I guess, got into each other, and we saw what happened. So. How good does it feel to finally be done with training camp in Richmond? Oh my gosh! feels like pouring something like 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 literally that's how i feel empty my cup (laughs) i'm out of this piece gosh i am talking about dreading (laughs) but now it's finally over with and i can go home and sleep in my bed that's so comfortable i'm gonna get a lot of z's and a lot of sheep that's gonna be awesome what are you looking for the improvements this thursday's preseason uh just coming out here and doing what we've been doing you know I'm not it's gonna be the live bullets. Guys can actually go to the ground. So I'm just looking for guys to come out and, and do what they ask to do by coaches and, and try to understand the techniques and learning those and being um, the execution. Execution, I think, is the biggest thing we wanna see. Um, we can execute what they put into the game plan and, and go out here and um, get a couple plays in and, and everybody get out here safe. I think that's the main thing. Safe and healthy, can't ask nothing better than increases. Considering those injuries you had, guys, Garner out for the year, yeah, really do you have to like toe a line with these preseason games to stay healthy? It's tough. If it's 50 50, I'm out of it. You know, I'm pulling out. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. That's for me. I don't know about any other guys. You know, I just try to tell them to be covered and be safe. But for me, I'm just, if it's a play that's that looking kind of iffy, I'm not even taking it. There's no need. Right? Not getting anything out of it. It's not going to be an extra statue, not going to be an extra point. We all finish, we all zeros at the end of the day. We're just trying to get good work in and be maintained and understanding the, you know, the concepts of what they're trying to get done. Josh, aside from that first day drama, how much value did you get out of these joint sessions with the Jets? Oh, I got good value. Just meeting the guys, say hello to them. 
about it. <laughs> it's <Sinatra>. not. <laughs> they did a good job, man. They really did. They came here. They worked. They worked in the right way. Coach Todd he's a great guy. So, you know, they worked to understand and, and get some good work, both of the coaches, Gruden and Todd Bowles. They, they brought in a good, you know, foundation of um, a solid group of guys. You know, stuff was happening. That's just the way it is. But we match up against each other. It's not just that Orlando is gone. It's that he was one of the guys thought to help replace the two guys you lost in the offseason. So this is already a transition to some degree. How do you feel about the cornerback room as a whole in light, you know, in thinking about it from that perspective? We're young, man. <laughs> We're young. But, you know, that young draws fire. And if you get that fire directed in the right direction, oof, got some really explosive things right there. So you just got to make sure we understand and, and be all locked in on the same page. I think if we all locked in on the same page, I don't think it's nothing going to be able to, you know, um, detour our group. If we all just work together and have that communication factor to stay on the same page, we'll be all right. I have faith in that for sure. Do you guys like Danny and Anthony kind of remind you of yourself a little bit? A little bit because they have the, um, they got the want to in them. You know, a lot of guys, they don't really have that want to where come up and make a play or come up and make a tackle and then they have a little bit to them to be like, okay, let's get the next play going. I don't want to have that. I haven't seen it since I've been here. But now, you know, those little guys, they remind me of stuff like the fire they have within them. So it's pretty cool to see. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more of it so we can, um, they have their moments. Um, hopefully they stay healthy and everybody um, do that and come out here and be successful in what they do, you know. What have you thought how would I want to wear this? Someone asked me about him the other day. And I was like, yeah, it's like, whatever. And it's just, you know, routinely, I'm you know, just a guy. Then you go out here and you see him make these throws. I'm like, all right, that's not so much of a college level throw. <laughs> He's like putting them on the money. But then you go to seven on seven, it's like, all right, pass, catch here, right there. But dog it, this little kid is not making mistakes. And he's like, he's really accurate. And it's kind of like, dang. You know, you get rookies in here, you're trying to like mess with them and bait them a little bit and thinking that he's going to throw a route that, you know, you can make a play on. And he's not having it. And it's so so crazy to see that at an early age, Dak had that. Um, Carson has that. So it's like, man, they must come in here just not wanting to, you know, like screw it up. <laughs> And he, he, so far, he's impressed me. I, and I didn't want him to. And that's the main thing. I wanted to break all rookies back. Is, is really. He has been doing a great job. Is there a throw or a play that jumped out at you that he made? Yeah, the 707, where, you know, I kind of like gave him some cheese. And because <laughs> I knew that 7 was going to be behind me. So I jumped in a little bit on that um, little angle route to come back inside. Knowing that seven was behind me, so I didn't jump so far. He kind of like held it, was gonna throw it, but then he pulled it back and I jumped back real fast. I was like, you little devil. <laughs> okay, I see you. You're working, you're working really good right now. So I couldn't um I couldn't bait him like I wanted to, man. And he saw it, so he read it out and he read it out like a vet and got to, you know, tip your hats off to a guy like that. All right, we're going to hear from Quentin Dunbar next, who's now the second starting corner at this point next to Josh Norman. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team 
every day. The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner. And this season, don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you can be at FedEx Field and the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. New customers only, and this offer is only good through the end of August. So you've got to get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts. And you could be there there for all the excitement go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code locked on for 10 percent off your first order the offseason's over the nfl is back and vivid seats wants to help you get to the game you are locked on redskins so quentin dunbar goes from being a receiver who probably would have never made an nfl roster as a receiver to now being a starting cornerback in the nfl he's taken over that spot the redskins have had a lot of faith in him for a really really long time and look he just took the number 23 Okay, so if you're going to take D'Angelo Hall's number, you better be good this year. Uh, He talked to the media as well, and this is really one of the first times we've been able to hear from him, especially since the Orlando Scandrick release, because I think this is fair to say that the organization knows they've got some talent there that's young in the secondary, but has a lot of potential to grow. What message the coaching staff has? I just feel like... uh, that they're showing that they got a lot of faith in uh, the guys we got in the room, the young guys we got in the room. Obviously, um, Tejada, Storm, Strowman, those guys come out every day in Rook and was willing to get better. So when you got guys like that, you know, you, you uh, who's doing things on the field, showing that what they're capable of doing, you have no choice but to trust in those guys. Uh, yes, I mean, I was, I was a little surprised by the move, honestly, uh, for the simple fact that we do got all young guys in the room at that uh, DB spot besides Norman. So uh, I, I was uh, surprised. Yeah, I was kind of extra, I don't know if it's pressure or responsibility, does that put you guys in? I mean, do you have feel like, okay, now it's us, we got to do this? Oh, no pressure at all, man. It's football. I grew up playing football. This, uh, this, this was my love since I was five years old. So I just come out here every day and try to get better each and every day, you know, for the team. No doubt. I definitely uh, feel like they put a lot of faith in me, uh, but I have faith in myself. Like I said, the body of work I've done over the, the last three years, from me switching from wide receiver to cornerback, you know, that was every bit of me just uh, buying in to the process and the grind. And um, I'm just excited to get out there and, and represent the Redskins. Have you, do you feel Where like you've that? accomplished what you wanted to this training camp? Is there still other things you wanted to do? Uh, uh, most definitely. I felt like I got better each and every day I came out here. And uh, I set my goals before training camp as uh, far as, you know, uh, technique-wise, uh, stand, technique discipline, you know, and just getting better each and every day. And I feel like not only myself, but the guys in the room, the younger guys came out here and, and reached them goals. And, re- and I really could say they got better each and every day. Quinn, I know your, your, your case was different to switch positions that first year you came, but what was uh, the impact of just having confidence in, in Jay that first year? Uh, I mean, I felt like confidence was everything. I mean, I haven't played DB uh, probably since Little Leagues, you know, probably here in that high school. So it's for me to just switch over uh, from wide receiver and actually guy and guys in the National Football League who've been probably playing that position for a while, I, I mean, I, hats off to me. I feel like, you feel me, because I put in the work, I put in the grind to learn the defense, learn to uh, get the cornerback mentality to come out here and get better each and every day. When would you say you finally felt comfortable in that position? Uh, I say I finally, I mean, 
Honestly, I felt comfortable year one. I mean, I, I started playing. I mean, I was rushing into the action the last eight, nine games, and um, we went on a run and went to the playoff against Green Bay, and I had a pretty solid year. So, from I mean, from that point on, it was just all about, you know, getting better as far as, like, learning the defense and things like that. I always just wanted to play man. You know, I wanted to go out there and just compete and play against a man. But uh, the, playing cornerback is just bigger than just playing man. I mean, you got to know your zones. You got to know your concepts. You got to know the keys in the run game. So that, I feel like that's the only thing I really had to get better at. You mentioned technique and goals for this training camp. What specifically did you want to get better at in regards to technique this camp? Uh, You know, this and everything. As far as, like, if you're in, in your press technique, you know, staying square, even when you fatigue, you know, it's more mental than anything. Keeping that mental mind state, the stay square, you know, stay patient and uh, read the receiver. Don't, uh, you know, go out there freelance. And then you got your off. You read your concepts, read your number two, seeing if you're going flat, you can break on the curl, just things like that. What has Fabian done well at nickel? Oh, man. Fabian, I mean, I, I, uh, I command Fabian because, you know, at first, he just, you know, his mindset was just always outside corner, outside corner. But I, like, like I told him, I say, man, you don't, you know how talented you is. If you actually just put your mind to it, you know, and focus on being a nickelback, you know, that'll make you more expandable. And, and, he, and he took heed to that, and he, you know, he focused on the uh, playing nickelback. And I mean, he came out here and had a, probably the best three days in a row that I've seen in a while. You know, he got, got the two picks in three days, and he looked. Amazing at Nickelback, so I'm excited to see him out there. I'm excited for all of us. I mean, for this opportunity. On that play in the one-on-ones when Monty Nicholson got to Rob Pryor, what'd you see on that? And why, how excited were you guys? Uh, I mean. I don't necessarily was uh, saying that it was out for Terrell Pryor. That's how we is as a group. I mean, when you got the energy guy and the energy captain as Swearinger, I mean, he gonna hold you accountable to, to bring that energy every day. So I feel like it was just a natural. Reaction if we was going against our receivers, that's how we would have got uh, excited for each other. It seemed like there was a little bit more energy with the one on their side. Of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably was. I mean, you know, uh, he was here last year, you know, obviously it didn't work out and things like that. So, I, it, for his various reasons that I don't know. So, I know, you know, once he come back, he, ha- he feel like he has something to prove, and we, we, and we got to make sure we show that organization that they made the right move by doing our job. So, that's pretty much what it was. Wait, what's the best part of going home? Oh, uh, laying in that, your own bed, man. Ain't nothing, about, ain't nothing better than sleeping in your own bed. That's pretty much it. All right, Redskins-Jets preseason game number two coming up tonight. We'll have a full recap on the Locked on Redskins podcast tomorrow and then, of course, more next week. We still got a you know, couple more weeks to go before the start of the regular season. We'll hit September, and then this thing's going to be in full blast after that. Uh, I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash Redskins. Of course, check me out on 106.7 The Fan, NBC Sports Washington as well. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins. 